calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Wolfrider Productions and Realm present ElfQuest, Journey to Sorrow's End. Directed by Fred Greenhalgh. Episode 1. are the words of a human. Oh, Gotara, eternal spirit, guardian of all things born onto this land, we call on thee. We call on thee. We call on thee. See him now, dancing, mimicking leaping flames with the movement of his body, inspiring his kinfolk to do the same. But it is not the human story we tell. Kotara, behold, we have captured another demon spawn of the evil ones. Evil one, they call him. The captive who would stand little more than half their height were his wrists and legs not bound with rope. As the captive squirms, you can see it now. What makes the humans fear him so? The two wolf-like, sharply pointed ears, flanking a childlike face, broad, sweet, not human, but elf. Accept this abomination's blood in honor of you, mighty Gotara. We avenge the 
corruption of our land. <laughs> to understand this scene, you must understand the ancient hate humans hold against the elves. This hate recalls a distant time when the world of Two Moons first knew the footfall of humans. Humans were little more than beasts, creatures who feared the night and the sound of thunder. They still tell of a day when the skies roared with a storm more fearsome than any human had witnessed. The skies cracked and the humans bore witness as something appeared in the sky. It was a structure, what humans would call the mountain thing, and it spoke of forces supernatural and unknowable. It hovered in the sky a moment before descending to the ground. mountain thing was immense, with peaks and sharp edges like rocks piled in regular patterns to unthinkable heights. Standing before the mountain thing was a man, the strongest man of his tribe, the ancestor of the human who in generations future will trap an elf and prepare to sacrifice him at a fire. But in this moment, there is no history between humans and elves. This is the moment of first contact, where anything is possible. The mountain thing's walls were made of a strange kind of rock that shimmered opalescent in the pre-dawn light. Its tall spires formed an alien outline against the primordial sky. As the great hole in the heavens closed forever, the humans approached. And then, the next revelation. There was life within the mountain thing. Again, anything was possible. But the strong man at the front gripped his club tightly and nodded to the others. The strong man felt one thing clearly. The arrival of the strangers meant their dominion was threatened. And strong man knew of only one way to deal with his fear. Fellow Two-Legged, have no fear. We mean no harm. We the humans gave in to their bestial nature, and the elfin strangers found their one defense, their magic, was of little use in the ether of this new savage world. And so, many fell. The reason for the elfin ones coming died unspoken on the lips of the many who were slaughtered and remained locked within the pounding hearts of the elves who escaped into the woods, scattering far from their palace home, never to return.
began and so the hunt went on. Down through countless generations, humans against the surviving elves, on and on, an undying enmity from that first fateful day until now. Kill the demon, kill the demon, kill the demon, kill the demon. Unbeknownst to the humans and their captive, they are not alone in the forest on this night. The elfin wolf rider Chief Cutter and his dear companion Skywise lurk on the periphery. Agape at the scene of coming butchery and the monument at the center of the dance piled high with elf skulls. Cutter, the skulls. Don't worry. Red lances won't hang among them, I swear. Cutter, what if they send you for them? Do you you want want them to to hear us? Sending. One of the few powers left to these elves. Descendants of the High Ones. The Feral Wolf Riders. Sending allows an elf to speak mind to mind with a fellow elf. But Skywise Chastened has nothing else to say. Untold moons ago, the evil ones invaded our land, twisting the shape of our surroundings with their foul magic. Gotara! Hear the cries of this child of demons. Let his agony appease your wrath. The captive, known to his tribe as Redlance, speaks. Uh, You've had your fun, human. Be done with it. Kabak, you and your hunters captured this demon. It is fitting that the greatest of honors should be yours. Yes, Elder. I shall be honored to spill this monster's blood. Kill the demon! Wolf Riders, in position? Cutter, I'm here with Moonshade. Ready, Chief. One eye? Yes, Cutter. Here with Pike and Clearbrook. Aye. Are we really going to gut them? Pike, keep your attention to the rescue. Tree Stump, you have Scouter and Dewshine? Yes, Cutter. I'm here. They won't see us coming. Hope not. Ready? Yes. By the name of Gortara, I do slay this demon! Wolf Riders, attack! There is reason for the humans to fear the Wolf Riders, and that is their kinship with the great wolves of Two Moons and their ferocity in combat. The assembled humans scatter in fear like shattered ice. Redlands! Tabak, the sacrifice! Now! Yes, Elder. In the name of God! Too late, human. Cutter! Save your strength, Redlands. The human elder is wilder than ever now, his face in shock as his tribe scatters in all directions. Stop them! Stay and fight! You must destroy the wolf demons! Gotara will! Enough talking, old man! (laughs) Wolf Riders! I have Redlands! Return to the Holt! Enough blood for now. Remember this, old man. 
Next time I'll skin you like a stag and let the wolves pick your bones. I said wolf riders, to the halt! You heard the chief! To the, to the halt! halt! See him now, Cutter, the young and fire-tempered chief of the elfin tribe known as the Wolf Riders. His secret soul name is Tam, and the blood of ten chiefs flows in his veins. Though he earned his name Cutter in no small part due to his skill with the sword, he is no cold and merciless dealer of death. Cutter loves his small tribe with a strength beyond his years, so much so that the bitter blood shed this day may well have been his own. This and deeper thoughts are on his mind as he holds the battered, still-breathing body of Redlands on their journey back to their home. How bad is he? I... I don't know. Right ahead until nightfall that we're bringing our life mate back. Somewhat less than whole. Yes, Cutter. Star jumper. Yeah. Uh, mother, did you see what Cutter did to that human? No, Scouter. My eyes and my blade were fixed on the rescue. Uh, I, I know. I saw the whole thing. Of course you did. Those eyes of yours are sharper than any sword we brought today. Uh, but... What does it mean? It means not to worry, lad. <sighs> you think he'll make it, my love? Red Lance is strong. But if he doesn't, you can believe Cutter will make the humans pay for his life. With ten of their own. And we will be right at his side. Aye. We'll head to Death's door with our chief. If he wills it. Indeed. Curses, Red Lance. I'll get you home. Fireflies twinkle in the purple dusk, gently illuminating the halt of the wolf riders. They live in a dense grove of trees, dominated by one great-grandfather of a tree, whose age is no less great than its size. On any other night, Skywise would stop to admire the Holt's special beauty. But now, he brings urgent news. Nightfall! Red Lance's life mate, Nightfall, emerges from one of the rounded holes in the Grandfather Tree's massive trunk. Already her face is ashen, as if she can sense Skywise's ill tidings before he's spoken of them. What, Skywise? It's Red Lance. He was captured by humans. Oh, no. If only I had not let him take my place in tonight's hunt. No, no, it's, it's all right, Nightfall. He lives. He lives? We weren't separated long. Cutter's bringing him back. We saved him. You saved him? In the past, captured by humans has only meant one thing. Nightfall's heart sings as Cutter emerges from the forest, carrying Red Lance's battered body. My love. Luck was with us, Nightfall, this time. Tonight the tall ones mourn their dead, not we. 
The humans mourn their dead indeed. He is dead. Listen. Listen to her sorrow and know it to be true. Are you listening? This is a sign from the spirits. We were weak, and this is our punishment. The wolf demons desecrated our ritual. They killed Tavak, all because we were afraid, afraid to fight back. The spirits despise our cowardice and turn away from our prayers. We have delayed too long in carrying out Gotara's will. Now, we will do what must be done. We do this so that we appease the spirits and Tabak may truly rest. For Tabak! For Tabak! See the wolf riders now. Gathered in a hollowed-out den in the father tree, shaped by the gifts some wolf riders possess, to mold the form of living plants. A single candle, no more than a wick, pushed into a lump of animal fat, flickers in a shallow bowl beside a mound of sleeping furs. Uh, uh, uh. Skywise, do you? Here. Everything you asked me to fetch, plus some. Thanks. Think of the evil that lives inside those humans to do this to you. Oh, it was glorious. Oh, is that you, Cutter? <laughs> oh, Cutter, if you could have seen him. Seen who? The finest, fattest buck in all the woods. I almost got him. I don't care how sweet the game is by the human's camp. You know hunting alone is forbidden. Why did you disobey me? Forgive me, my chief. In the heat of the chase, I... I forgot. You're lucky you're so well-liked. It was the rest of the pack who wanted to peel you off that rock, not me. If you weren't my best tracker, I'd have left you to the humans. (sighs) Get some sleep. (laughs) He already is. Cutter. What? Don't blame yourself. What are you talking about? You act like we weren't nearly life mates once. What does that have to do with anything? You act like every life here is your responsibility alone. You carry every birth, wound, or death like your very own, but you aren't. We're a tribe. We can take care of ourselves and each other. I don't need a lesson from you. Cutter storms off. His destination, the one place in the Holt where he can think. A grassy hill that overlooks a shallow glen. Cutter settles down and pulls his sword from its scabbard, making sure it is well cleaned after tonight's ugliness. The blade is called New Moon, named for its crescent shape. A gift from Cutter's father, Bear Claw, dead now for six turns of the seasons. (sighs) 
Bearclaw, my chief, my sire. Why do the humans hate us so? Is it really just the way it has always been, and that's the way it will always be? Or is there some other way? Deep thoughts, Cutter? Skywise? Here. Have some dream berries. Take your mind off of things. <laughs> Thanks. <sighs> now look up there, Cutter. You see that? The great wolf chases the human hunter across the sky. Now he's clumsy, that hunter. One day he'll trip, and the wolf will get him. <laughs> <laughs> you see all that up there, Skyways? Strange. I see just stars. What's the matter? I, um... I never killed a human before. <laughs> Didn't think it could be done. Something bad will happen soon. I feel it. Well, what can the humans do to us? They're afraid to come near the halt. Shh. Listen. The wolves. Something's wrong. For far longer than Cutter or Skywise can remember, these huge, fearsome beasts have been the elves' most trusted allies. Now, the strength of the ancient bond brings the wolf pack howling from the woods with a warning. There he is. Iowa! Nightrunner! Tell me, my friend. What have you seen? Humans. Humans? Fire? No. Scouter. Strongbow. One-eye. Tree stump. Pike. There's danger. Humans. Help me up. Something's wrong. Lie still, beloved. Cutter didn't summon you with the others for a reason. But I must try. The humans mean to destroy us. You can't even stand, yet you'd race to your pack side in a battle with humans? <sighs> I'll not argue with you, love. <laughs> Likely for the best. If the humans didn't skin you alive for being so foolish, I would. Ah, even in such pain you make me smile. You did not tell me. Tell you what, love? Your story about the buck. He was truly glorious. Finest you've ever seen. As Cutter's summon rings out, Tree Stump hefts his fine double-headed throwing axe. So it's finally come to this, has it? We'll let the Tall Ones know what it feels like to cross us elves. Father, I heard the wolves. There's more trouble, isn't there? Cutter sent the call. It didn't come to me. Mm, no, not this time, pretty cub. But I fought with us today. My arrows gave the riders cover. Keep your barbs handy. There could be close combat, and you and the others may be needed to defend the Holt itself. Though by the High Ones. May it not come to that. Very well. Here, Cutter. Hey, what's going on? Weapons ready! Follow Night Runner! My bow is yours. Always. The wolf pack howls at the heels of their powerful leader as they plunge through the woods. Each elfin hunter is one with their shaggy mount, riding hard toward an uncertain fate. Young Scouter leads. Look! Up ahead! <laughs> we see you, demon. Warned you, old man. 
Go away, or we must kill you. Say the word, Cutter, and I'll shoot him down. Hold your arrow, Strongbow. This torch could set this whole forest to flame. Turn back, I said! No, demon, we shall live, but you and your kind will be ashes before sunrise. Are you mad, human? If you burn the woods, everyone will starve. Your tribe as well as mine. No matter. Gotara wills a cleansing. Only men must rule this land. All demons must burn! Burn! No! Yes. The human's torch catches a nearby shrub on fire, which in turn catches the weathered trunks and limbs of a forest older even than the era of humans and elves. Everyone, back to the hole! Madmen! They'll pay for this with their cursed blood! No time, Skywise. <coughs> the fire is spreading. We must go. Someday the humans will pay, I swear it. Now run! Why? Why? Father! Hurry! Mother needs us! And I need to help you shine! Our home. Oh, Father, now! Uh, to the halt. To the halt! Cutter and his pack turn, and despite their panicked pace, they barely outrace the windswept inferno. Bring only what food and water you can easily carry. Save your lives, forget the rest. Skywise, get everyone down to the lake once they've gathered supplies. Right ahead and be sure the path is clear. No use, Cutter. Our way to the lake's blocked by the flames. We'll be closed in soon. Where can we run? There's only one place we can turn. A place where we can safely regroup and plan. Wolfriders, follow me! To the caverns of the trolls! You've been listening to ElfQuest, the audio movie, a Wolfrider Productions podcast presented by Realm, directed by Fred Greenhalge. Developed by Warp Graphics, Digest Media, and Blue Jay Atlantic in association with the Fantasy Network. Based on ElfQuest, created by Wendy Peeney and Richard Peeney. Script by Alexander Danner, James Leva, and Fred Greenhalge. Creative consultant, Wendy Peeney. Creative producers, Jay Woodward and Fred Greenhalge. Executive producers, Wendy Peeney and Richard Peeney. Starring Cree Summer as the storyteller, Ray Porter as Spirit Man and Greymung, Damon Alums and Kola Malik as Humans. Peter Burkrot as Adya, Tabak, and Doorkeeper. Alejandro Saab as Cutter. Azok Chow as Skywise. Zara Fuzzle as Moonshade. Will Friedel as Strongbow. Jonathan Woodward as One-Eye and Woodlock. Hugo Pierre-Martin as Redlands. Brennan Lee Mulligan as Pike. Claire Kramer as Clearbrook and Rainsong. Aaron Douglas as Tree Stump. Nicole Maines as Dushine. Thomas Trin as Scouter. Amber Benson as Nightfall. Osma Caston as Newstar, Cassidy Caston as Dart, and Robert Picardo as Picknose. Background voices by Casey Turner, Christine Marshall, James Ferreira, and Tony Riley. Casting by Stephanie Clapper Casting, CSA. 
Original score and composition by Frank Schulmeier. Dialogue editing by Jason DeWald and Remy Dickinson. Sound design by Jason DeWald and Rory O'Shea. Final mix and master by Rory O'Shea. Post-production supervisor, Fred Greenhalgh. ASL version produced by The Knack Factory. Find it using the link in the metadata of this podcast. Thank you to our Early Bird, Kickstarter, and BackerKit backers, without whom this production would not be possible. Thank you so much, everybody. Special thanks to Sandy Resnick for helping travelers find each other along the way. Learn more and follow the adventure at elfquest.com slash audio dash movie. That's elfquest.com slash audio dash movie.